You are listening to an M Pavilion podcast, conversations about design and the world we live in. For more, visit our archive at library.mpavilion.org and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Hi, I'm Simon Winkler. And I'm Lauren Taylor. Welcome to the next in this series of artist interviews around M Pavilion's Wall Street Music Program. Wolf Street House is the dwelling that Australian architect Robin Boyd designed as his own family home in 1957, an iconic example of modernism that continues to influence architectural thought. In the 60s, it was home to legendary dinner parties, a special place to gather for Melbourne's arts and cultural community. For one weekend in November, a new gathering took place, six artists performing in six separate locations throughout the residence. Much-loved Melbourne duo Sleeper and Snake, a.k.a. Al Montford and Amy Hill, performed their song Piles in the study. Hello, yes, testing, testing, pesky pineapple. <laughs> I'm Snake. <laughs> and I'm Sleeper. <laughs> and we're Sleeper and Snake. And we're at the Wall Street House doing a live performance for M Pavilion. Today we did Piles from Fresco Shed. Enjoy. Oh, the piles are piping. No car park. No car park me. The block again. Currently we're on a kind of second story. It's not quite a mezzanine, but it seems to be kind of floating above the downstairs living room, which is quite amazing with glass that looks out into the courtyard and out to where's that is that the dandenongs no al you yeah, can tell me that in the distance distance yeah something's in the distance yeah <laughs> but um no it's a really beautiful open space with lots of light and timber paneling and um bagged uh brick walls <laughs> and red carpet it's quite sensational you liked the um open courtyard eh I did like the open courtyard. Well, it's open to the roof, but then it's closed in. Did you say about the buildings being on either side of the courtyard? Yeah, I was a bit concerned about going from one to the other in winter, but yeah, that was my first thought. We did a song off our new record that's called Piles, which we haven't actually performed before live. Is that true? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> so we really, um, we kind of had to figure out how we were going to do it, and so it was quite a fresh performance in a way, which. I don't know, I just kind of thought that might be fun, especially doing such an interesting kind of live performance, I guess, in a place that we'd never been. And the the study was all um, quite nice kind of yellows and mm. peach and timber, wasn't it? Yeah. If I can remember correctly, then like, you'll see the footage and it will be like <laughs> nothing like that. There was a copper finish as well, if I recall correctly, on oh, a feature yeah, wall. Yeah, like a hand-painted kind of aged copper wall yeah Beautiful. lovely <laughs> <laughs> is that more of an answer than you're looking for no, it's, it's painting a beautiful picture and everyone's like suddenly transported to that scene and they're like yeah <laughs> We were wondering, is it important for you to be situating your songs in a specific place or for the songs to be reflecting on specific environments in Sleeper and Snake? Yeah, I think we mention place quite a bit, even as specific as like specific suburbs or something in like particular songs. So I think, 
Yeah, that question, yes, definitely. Our last record was called Junction High as well, which was a reference to where we lived. Yeah, we lived on the corner of Junction and High in Preston, so that's, yeah, it's very specific, isn't it? And I think a lot of the songs are maybe reflections on, yeah, our environment and how our place in in community in the world within <laughs> with each other. So I think we often will mention place just because of that, a place names or something. Mm. A lot of our songwriting is probably just done at home as well, where you're kind of quite reflective in mm. a way. Totally. And I think as, um, you know, we're still here in a settler society, I don't think we should, as white Australians, I don't think you should ever forget the place that you're in. Yeah. In the album biography, there's a line about surprise as an important component of your music. How do you preserve that element of surprise? How did you maybe surprise yourself with this new record? I think you don't want to do the same thing as what you've done before, even if you're trying to nail, you have, maybe if you haven't nailed something in the past, a theme or a lyric or an idea, even if you go back to it, you want to do it different. Mm. Uh, no one really wants to repeat themselves too much. I think that we probably that we 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 like the new album more. Would mm. you say that playing together? Like we've we've been a couple for many years, but um, I guess it's the first time we've tried to like do a solo kind of well duo project, which is like quite new to us. Like we've done Terry, which you know is really fun, but this was maybe like a little bit more. Um, not serious, but yeah, I think I think when you talk about the other bands as well, ourselves yeah, more. <laughs> when you finish like a record with a band, you know, it's got a lot of the same instrumentation and stuff. I think as a duo at home, we're like, oh, okay, well, we've got this cello at an op shop. Let's just build a whole song around that. Maybe that's. Let's try and play. Maybe that's <laughs> surprising. Maybe yeah. that's like a it's surprising how bad we are. <laughs> <laughs> you quite often write songs about just like everyday things in a way. Mm. Yeah. And you use a lot of alliteration. Yeah, heaps of that. <laughs> I can't help it. In lots of songs, we quite like sounds that are a bit unexpected or something. When we record, we don't tend to spend like a lot of time doing like redoing things. We like to kind of just like find something that we like and then do it. So quite often, like the songs maybe do sound a little bit um, rough. But I guess that's something that we quite like. Mm. Yeah, I think like um, been talking about the lyrics of the songs and the themes. It's like not necessarily easy to digest topics for a lot of people. But it's kind of sometimes the music's kind of nice sounding. But I don't want it to be too twee. But it's like that fine line. But I think about often. Like, but this better not be too nice.
The Walsh Street music videos were directed by Freya Esters and shot by award-winning cinematographer Edward Goldner. The program was curated by Pete Baxter. For more information and to check out the videos, visit mpavilion.org. You are listening to an M Pavilion podcast, conversations about design and the world we live in. Visit our archive at library.mpavilion.org and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts.